I've seen a lot of change, been through a lot of pain. Some things are not the same as they were a year ago. But all will be okay. I move on each and every day. The past is where it stays. Way back a year ago. Okay, Thomas. To the general public, this question might be an oxymoron, but. Would you say that a Sasquatch researcher's greatest ally is his credibility in dealing with others, who might be described as his peers? I imagine that without credibility, a researcher would find their sources of information from their peers drying up quickly, placing his pipe into its protective stand, he then tilted his head before he spoke. In dealing with one's peers in this field your credibility is vital but only to a point. Jerry. You know as well as I do there are individuals in this field with no credibility at all except in their own heads, and yet others with similar delusions ride on their every word, the lunatic fringe is full of examples of this. Others spoil it by doing too much too fast and end up looking foolish by putting their foot in their mouths. There have been a few examples of this recently. The public on the other hand are almost totally ignorant on the whole Sasquatch question and wouldn't recognize a good researcher from a bad one. Because they have no way of knowing if what you are telling them is fact or garbage from one's own head. Thus the lunatic fringe grows and the public in general thinks we are all nuts. I then asked Thomas a follow-up question, seeing you brought it up. This is quite a time we are living in. This new millennium, hoaxers are seeking airtime on TV, and streaming video on the internet, it seems many people are bending over backwards to make a buck from Sasquatch. Even some mainstream researchers are not above trying to make large buck off of Sassy's back what does this say, Thomas? Are these just rats scavenging a sinking ship? trying to get what they can before someone comes out with proof how Sasquatch tracks can be made. Thereby blowing the whole subject out of the water, Thomas, put his elbows on the table and shook his head. Money and publicity he said, do strange things to some people. Some people in the past even though they started out with good intentions have been seduced by the fame, and in some cases money. Especially in the US. In Canada we don't seem to have that problem to the same extent. Not because Canadian researchers are more straightforward than our American counterparts, but due to the fact I think, that the temptation of the dollar does not present it as self. My books sell more in the US than in Canada. Bigfoot seems to grab the public's attention and interest in the US a lot more than Sasquatch does in Canada. In the States a lot more people would say, Bigfoot documentary on TV tonight, that's interesting. In Canada it's Sasquatch documentary? Ah, so what, the hockey game is on. Of course there's the individuals who started out with dollar signs in their eyes. They come with the territory and they will always be there. This occurs in every walk of life not just cryptozoology. If somebody is able to get funding of some kind and uses that funding for real research then I say all the power to them. I've never been able to get any, and I one t begrudge someone who does. However, if it appears that somebody is just pocketing the funding and not doing the work, then they need to be exposed for the frauds they are. Okay Thomas. Why do you think there is a lack of interest about Sasquatch in Canada, by the general public, politicians and the scientific community, as compared to the USA, or even the countries which made up the USSR? Or, is there no such gap? Thomas chuckled, Canadians are a pathetic lot I find. The government keeps screwing us and telling lies which only a moron can't see through, yet Canadians keep taking it over and over again. It's not really a lack of interest as it is Therese more important things to worry about right now. High taxes, outrageous fuel costs. As for politicians and the scientific community, 
Well, that's the same story everywhere in North America, the difference is in public perspective. I can't really comment on the former Soviet Union as I've never been over there. Tell me Thomas, do you feel that symposiums and conventions in this field will suffer as Canadian attendance and Canadian outlook will be heard to a lesser degree for lack of hosting here in Canada? Thomas's reply was a simple, yes, riddle me this Thomas. I asked, what do people interested in solving this mystery need, in order to get the job done? Is it a situation which can be solved by throwing money at it? Is it a matter of being determined? Will being relentless win out in the end? What would you like to see happen? Thomas picked up his pipe again and pursed his lips. Both and neither. Funding would sure help out my own research, but funding to the wrong person is just wasted if the researcher is a fraud. And of course if another Tom Slick came along how in hell would he know if his money is being spent on solving the mystery or just paying for parties in the back country? What is really needed in my opinion is three to five dedicated researchers who are well equipped and financed who would be willing to spend at least five years living in an area where history shows an ongoing record of reports. And they would search 24-7 until conclusive evidence was found. Would five years be enough? I don't know. But the relentless will win out in the end, unless of course Terry's nothing out there to find. I raised my eyebrows. You are a wonderfully skeptical individual, as everyone should be. Now, not too long ago you heard something unexplainable, something which gave you great pause up in the hills on the north side of the Fraser River. How did you feel during and after the incident? Thomas replied. You have to have a skeptical to be a researcher. You have to accept the possibility that we may be wrong. If not then you are not really a true researcher, you're just a cheerleader for the existence of the Sasquatch. Last year I personally heard what was for the first time an animal cry in the hills which I could not place in the known animal lists, and I know there was no member of the BFRO call blasting that night in the area. Nor was Sebastian. It occurred in an area where over the last five years local people have reported screaming cries coming from the mountain. The sound I heard was at 4.30 a.m. It was heard only once, there was no answering call and it did not repeat. To me it sounded very similar to the Wileford recordings of 1979. But am I willing to state that it was a Sasquatch? Of course not, I didn't see it. Eagerly, I asked, which is more important to you personally, is it the possible end reward? Or is it the trip and all of the fine people met along the way? Which in the end will give you the most comfort? On a personal level? Thomas shrugged. As far as I'm concerned there won't be an award of any kind. If I'm the one who brings the creature in the only reward is having my life turned upside down for a year or two until all the rhetoric calms down. All the fine people I've met along the way and worked with, well friends are friends for life I hope. The only real satisfaction I will personally get, the day the Sasquatch is added to the accepted species list, is the fact I knew I was right and so many others were wrong and now have a lot of explaining to do. Their explanation of course will be, we really thought they were there all the time. I have yet to see one. I just want to know? I thoughtfully asked the question. If you were fortunate enough to come face to face with Sasquatch, what do you suspect about him? What do you expect to see when the moment arrives? What will the eyes of the Sasquatch reflect? A cunning animal instinct or maybe understanding? Or even a hint of, knowing? And if knowing, I wonder what he would see reflected in your eyes? Thomas refilled his pipe. And spoke I expect to see a creature totally designed to survive in its environment. I expect to see only animal intelligence reflected in the eyes, chimp or gorilla-like. Perhaps fear-induced hostility. Hopefully a certain fortune teller will be proven wrong and it won't be the last thing I see. I suspect the only thing to go through its mind will be, I've been spotted, time to leave, 
and it will walk away perhaps to turn and watch from out of sight. Hidden in some thick bush, I gave Thomas a thumbs up and said, good as place as any to stop, break out a couple of long necks and put some buffalo meat on the barbie. Thank you Thomas for this. Thomas interrupted me by saying, I just wanted to say that this was the best interview that I have ever experienced. You are a master at getting information out of people. I would seriously love for you to do my biography. Here, would you like one of my pipes? How about becoming my friend on Facebook? Well, he didn't really say any of those things. But the friendship thing worked out fine. Thank you, Thomas. The past 20 years have been an honor. Hey dear listener, that about wraps it up for now. My name is Jerry Matthews. You can reach me at yellowcoyote at talus.net. Thank you for your interest, and until the next time, keep searching. Keep searching.